This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. The term second generation refers to children of Holocaust survivors, and it is widely acknowledged that they are to a greater or lesser degree affected by the trauma their parents suffered. The Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center are now launching a group for these survivors. And to tell me more, I am joined by Brenda Solash, the volunteer coordinator, as well as two second-generation survivors, Leah Gilbert and Janice Lieberman. Welcome, ladies, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Hello. Um, Brenda, yes. let's start with you. Why a group for second- and third-generation survivors? Well, the center has up until now focused on Holocaust survivors themselves, and that's as it should be. Um, they won't be with us forever, sadly, and the main purpose of the center is to preserve memory, to teach the lessons of uh, man's inhumanity to man, and to provide um, examples of um, how one can actually teach the, those, um, how to, one can educate. So they felt it was important to also give the vo- a voice to the descendants. Um, they, I think for years, have wanted to do something for the descendants, and particularly Tully Nates, the director, who is herself a second-generation um, descendant. So um, I offered my services as a volunteer, and um, when she offered it to me, I thought, absolutely, uh, you know, I would really like to get involved with this. Um, I did a lot of reading and discovered that there are associations all over the world, um, literally, you, of course, the USA, UK, um, Israel, Argentina, just everywhere, but not actually here. And um, I think we owe it to the community here to say, would you like something? Um, I got in touch with um, Janice, who, Leibovitz, who had already come forward, as a second-generation um, descendant who wanted to start something, and then um, Leah Gilbert, who both were very keen that something be started. And um, as it has always been my experience, when you work with people who really have an authentic interest in something, then you really get going. So we have got going. So when you were talking about the need for the mm-hmm. centre, um, I was... I mean, it's obvious in a way, but I was surprised to learn it was about education. I actually thought it might be a support group. <laughs> well, it's interesting, and I, I heard you say that um, they're all affected to some extent. I think, and it's been interesting for me to read about this, that it depends. It depends on their parents' experience, and I think that you'll hear that from Janice and, and Leah, that um, one would expect that if their parents had suffered atrocities, they would all be impacted psychosocially. Um, you know, it, it really does depend, and um, I think that, um, and Tracy Farber, Dr. Farber, who I think we all know, um, is also consulting us, she will also tell you that... Um, they all, all the survivors and their families did experience what she calls catastrophic grief, some, some level, but they also came out of it with a great level of resilience. So not all of them are asked looking for support. Some of them are looking very much to commemorate their uh, forefathers and to ensure that the testimonies are not lost. So, Brenda, we're going to take yes. a break now. 
because right. we have to. But afterwards, we're going to bring Janice and Leah into the conversation and just get a sense from them as to what their needs are in terms of a second generation group. This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Brenda Solash, Leah Gilbert, and Janice Leibovitz. And Janice and Leah, you are second generation. Uh, what would you like to see from a group for second generation survivors? I think that Brenda summed it up quite well, the, the major uh, aims of this group. But there's no question that we were all affected by the experiences of our parents or uncles or aunts or family members who were survivors. Uh, but I think an important point to raise is that the experiences were very varied. They weren't homogenous. They were different. And in the same way as the experiences were different, the impact on the second and third generation were completely different. And I think one need to, needs to take cognizance of that. As far as my personal experiences, and I think also what the Holocaust and Genocide Center stands for, uh, it's important to note that the aim is not to create a therapy group. If people need therapy, there probably there will be referrals, etc. The purpose is, the way I envisage it, is basically to create a kind of comfortable, safe space for us together to grow, to learn new things, and may more than that, mobilize other people who are not involved because some of us are already involved in the center, in guiding and, and doing other things that help the center operate. So we all obviously identify with the goals of the center, which is to learn the lessons of humanity, etc. If I think of my parents who survived the Holocaust, for me what's important is for them to know that there is somebody here who is taking their memory forward, but more importantly, taking that memory to hopefully make a better world, strive towards a more equal world with less suffering, meaning basically learning the lessons of this kind of suffering and forwarding the aim of never again, or at least making that goal more achievable. Um, Janice, let's bring you in here. Um, I hear Leia's point that not everybody is equally affected by their parents, but it would be impossible not to have some kind of, even if it's a subconscious reaction to what a parent went through. To what extent do you think your kids have that kind of reaction as well? My kids have always grown up knowing that they are third generation descendants of Holocaust survivors. Um, unfortunately for me, I have no idea what my father's story was. He never spoke about it. He wasn't in a camp. He remained in the Budapest ghetto with his mother while his father was taken away and his sister, who is my aunt. I think she's well known to a lot of the community, Veronica Phillips. Um, her story is she we're lucky that she's still able to to tell her story, and she does. 
um, she was in the camps, but my father, who remained in the ghetto with his mother, never told me of his experiences. We don't know what he went through. We don't know what they experienced. Um, and unfortunately, we're never going to know that. And part of what we're aiming to do with this group is perpetuate the legacy of these survivors. And it's important that they know that their stories are not going to be lost. And that's also, that also ties in with what the center, the, the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center, it's one of their goals to, um, to carry forward. It's, it's a place of memory. And that's what we are aiming to do, to preserve these memories and ensure that we continue with these stories. And the best people to do these is descendants of survivors. And as Leia said, a lot of the descendants are already involved, but there are a lot of descendants who are not involved and possibly would like to be but don't know how to be involved yet. And by doing this and by calling out to people and by reaching out to these people, we will have a way of drawing them in and becoming part of something that will perpetuate this memory. Um, before we go into the details of the actual launch of this group, um, you spoke about the fact that your dad never spoke. And I think for many mm. survivors, they couldn't speak for yeah. a very, very, very long time. And many only as um, grandparents, maybe, when their grandchildren were born, which means there is a generation that grew up maybe not knowing that their parents were actually survivors. Do you think that could anyway affect a child, even not knowing? There is no question that not knowing or obviously affects also their behavior and the things they do. We mimic our parents. But I just wanted to point out with regard to whether they spoke about their experience or not, um, even listening to Tracy's research who spoke about those experiences, having grown up in Israel, I feel that our experiences were a bit different because what happened to Holocaust survivors in Israel was that they were they had a community of survivors and they spoke, a lot of them, a lot of them didn't. But some of the, for example, my parents spoke about it with their friends, with every, every birthday party, every, they spoke about what happened when this one was born in nine, in, on the 25th of September in 1939, etc., etc. So we grew up, all my friends were similar to me. We didn't have grandparents, we had very few uncles, so the experiences were different. And I think that's, probably is significant. And Brenda? I'd like to come in there. You know, Leia's words there, they had a community. I think that's one of the things we want to try and provide because I hear that phrase quite often from people, from descendants. I was never told. My father never spoke. And I think some of them say that with a, a lot of wistfulness and a lot of, lot of sadness and also with, um, you know, we're not allowed to mention at the table, etc. I think, in fact, you might have read Howard Feldman's um, piece. He wrote it for, uh, I think, a local newspaper as well as um, an Israeli paper about his um, relative, how they just didn't ever talk about it, and how, you know, but the, what impact that had. We definitely are not providing a therapy space, but I think we are providing a space where people can share a common experience. 
and they have not had that experience anywhere else. Um, and I think that that might be one of the most important things we can do. Well, it sounds absolutely incredible. I mean, this is a conversation I would love to continue. Unfortunately, yes. we don't have any more time. Um, would you like to tell me when the launch is and how people can get in touch with you? Yes. Um, the first step is please anybody who knows that they are a direct descendant or is a family member or who knows of someone, if they ca- could um, email us. I think I sent you. So I've the got address. all the details here. We've got the details. Okay. So you um, the launch is taking place on the Sunday the 15th of September at 10.30 for 11. It's at the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center. RSVP is to Ronnie Silverman and I'm going to give you that email address b-o-b-r-o-n at mweb.co.za. It is free admission and please, if anybody didn't catch that, they're welcome to contact me, they're welcome to contact the Johannesburg Holocaust Center but it does sound like an absolutely amazing initiative and maybe the three of you will come back after the September, and we can follow up on the conversation with, with, with more time. We'd appreciate that. Thank you very much.